Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Holla! Happy, 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 and celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. It's a birthday in the house, a big, freaking amazing birthday, and I'm not trying to just toot my own horn, but... Folks, listeners, guys, gals, people from all walks of life, I can't believe this is happening. It is episode 500 of Life Uncloseted. Can you tell I'm a little bit excited? (laughs) Because I am so freaking excited. I never thought this would happen. In fact, I never thought this podcast was actually going to ever happen because it wasn't on my radar. And as I prepared for this, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm going to do something really big and amazing. And then I tried to do something really big and amazing and it kind of fell flat on its face. Let's just leave it at that. And then as the universe, God, whatever you want to believe in has a way of doing, it kind of kicks you in the ass and says, Nope, this is what you're going to do. And this is what I'm going to do. You got me Rick Clemens, the host of life uncloseted. And again, it's the 500th freaking episode. And you got me solo because I thought, you know what? Let's just fly. Let's just fly alone and fly with y'all that are listening because this is kind of an interesting thing to see this little podcast and all you listeners, we get anywhere from 10 to 20,000 downloads a month these days. And it's not about the numbers. It's never been about the numbers for me. It's been about doing this thing. Now, back in 2014, when that first episode aired, and it was a doozy. I mean, I, I invite you. It's up on the website. Go to rickclemens.com. Go to lifeuncloseted.com. Go to episode one and listen to it. You are not going to hear the guy that you're hearing like right now. I was reading a freaking script, and I was nervous. And then after about three shows, I started to settle into it. And now here I am. I'm like, bitches, this is just what we're doing. And I don't say bitches in a bad way. (laughs) I'm saying my personality has finally come out of the closet. And I love doing this. I love sharing. I love where we've come from. Because when it all started and my good friend, Leah Jansen, amazing coach and friend of mine, came to me and said, I think you need to do this podcast and you need to take over my podcast. And those of you who listen to this podcast kind of know the story. And I'm like, I don't want to do this and not who I am and yada, yada, yada. And she's also the one who was responsible for getting me on national TV. So I really love her dearly. Um, Plus I love everybody who's been on the show and I could have done a show that's like, uh, you know, thanking everybody. And there'll be some names I may drop throughout this, but I can't thank all my guests, but I love each and every one of them. They have all contributed to this. But when this started in 2014, I was like, it's not the frick who I am. This is not what I see myself doing. And then as it started to sink in and as Leah and I had conversations I started to get excited and this all started as an internet radio show and then did 26 episodes. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to pay what they want me to do to do this again. 
And then, then a couple of years later, things kind of got revamped and I'm like, okay, I guess here we go. And even then I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hang. And I got involved with um, John Lee Dumas of um, Entrepreneur on Fire and his company podcast websites and my friend Mark Asquith, who has been a, an amazing guide of helping me get this throughout the years, get it right. And um, suddenly things started happening. Great guests started showing up. Friends of mine, celebrities, authors, singers, amazing people that we'll talk a little bit about in a little while. And I started to realize, wow, something was happening. Because you see what started to happen is I moved out of confusion, which was my own closet about whether I should do this show or not. And I realized in the confusion, I was still in that really screwed up place of like, what are other people going to expect? What if, what if suddenly like, oh my God, these people need me to do this on a weekly basis and everything. And then what are others going to think about me? I was caught up in the expectations, which is where I ended up in the closet to begin with. I was living my life because of what I was afraid everybody else thought. And it was messy. I mean, think about it. Go to your own closet. I know some of you got closet organizers and stuff. I do. I do. So now, you know, I'm gay. Um, I shouldn't say that everybody has, well, a lot of people have closet organizers and you're not gay, but man, my closet was messy because I was so confused about, should I do this? Should I not? Which was very similar to when I came out of the closet. I'm like, should I come out or should I not? And if all of you who are LGBTQ that are listening to this, think about it. Those closets are messy and you don't even have to be LGBTQ to have a messy closet of your life. But as I started to move out of that and really started to question what's in my closet. A lot of it was I kept living by other people's expectations and the same thing happened with this podcast. But here's what I knew to be true. That if you ever want to escape, if you're a hostage to anything, I mean, if you were, unfortunately, if you were ever held hostage, most hostages have an escape mentality. And the more I started realizing, like, why would I do this? And what would I be escaping from if I said, I'm going to become a podcaster? It was, I was escaping from, well, my self-doubts. I was escaping from the fears of what people would think of me. And I took that hostage mentality and said, I'm going to work on this escape. I'm going to make it happen. But to get there, I had to get super curious. I had to admit, I don't know how to do this. I don't know where I'm going. Just like I didn't know how to come out of the closet. I didn't know how to like go live my life beyond being a quote unquote heterosexual married guy. But the more I learned to say, I don't know, and I don't know what the future holds. And the more I stepped into uncertainty, I realized I was no longer giving life to the impossible. I was stepping into the possible. And that's where the magic was really going to happen. In fact, I started to realize what I had to do was I had to start to unfollow a lot of rules about my life. And those of you who've done this, admit it, admit it with me right now that those of you who've done this, you break the rules every time you go do something that you don't know how to do. You break the rules every time you're like, I'm going to go do something that matters to me. You break the rules every time you say, hey, my life is worth it. I'm worth it because that's what freedom feels like. 
Now, one of the things you have to do, though, is you have to ask a really big question when you're in that interesting curiosity space, because I know for me, when I was in the closet, like literally in the closet, I was telling myself a whole lot of stories why I could not come out of the closet. And what I realized is that story was fucking me up. And most of the time when we're stuck in closets, it's because our stories, the stories we're weaving about who we are and how we show up in the world are fucking us up in a big way. But then I started doing something and I'm not super mechanical. I'm not Mr. Automotive guy, but I started kicking the tires and going, hmm, is this really working for me? And I kept asking that question over and over and over again. And the more I did that with this podcast and avoiding doing it, I'm like, well, what, but is not doing this going to work for me? And if I just allowed myself to do it, and again, if you go back and listen to those first two or three episodes way back in those early days, yes, we're 500 shows into this now. I was truly kicking the tires going, how can I do this better? How can I just be Rick? How can I just have some freaking fun with this? How can I be genuine? Not that I was being disingenuine, but it was like, I was like, this scripting shit is not working for me. And so as I kicked those tires, I started to realize I was building the courage to move forward. I was like, I'm going to love myself as a podcaster and I'm going to do this my way. I started to be my own friend in this world. Now, I had done that many times over as I came out of the closet as well, because it wasn't easy. And those of you who've listened to this podcast, you know, I've shared some of those stories of like, okay, I got thrown out of the house and then I was living with a brother and that didn't go so well. And then I was living with friends and I was a mess. But all through that, the more courage I had to be my own friend and to love myself, the better I became. I started working the muscles of like, really, truly, I was training. I was training in being in the uncertainty. It was the thing that helped me the most realize if you're going to go do something and you know the way, great. But if you really want to go do something big and crazy, you have to play in the uncertainty. You have to step into the arena, as Brene Brown would say. You have to go to that arena of uncertainty and go play full out, play in that place, run around it, dodge balls, whatever it is, because the more you step into the uncertainty, you can thrive. But there were three things that kept showing up for me, even as I'm like, okay, I'm in the uncertainty of this, but if I'm going to do this podcast, wow, what, what am I going to reveal and how much am I going to share? And those three things that started to show up were guilt and shame and self-loathing. Because I knew if I was going to talk about uncloseting yourself and being out of the closet and coming out of the closet late in life, I didn't have to tell all the stories, but there was going to be times I was going to have to talk about my guilt and my shame of being a cheating asshole, about how much I hurt my ex-wife, about how fearful I was of what it would do to my kids. So as I stepped in that space of going, oh, I'm in the uncertainty, things started to show up. Because if I was going to do this and I was going to do this well, some stuff was going to get revealed and suddenly shame and guilt and self-loathing really 
really started to show up in my world. And it wasn't pretty. It was actually very, very, very scary. But as I started to think about, well, why am I actually doing this? What is the thing that I most want to have happen? As I step forward into this podcast, the thing I most wanted to do was to actually help other people realize, regardless of your sexual orientation, regardless of who you are in the world, regardless of what your closet may be, you are not alone. And I had to do that from a really humble space because you see, I can have an ego and I admit it. But I wasn't sharing all that because, ooh, look at me. Let me be the hero. I had to start learning to be really humble. I had to start stepping into that space of, hey, I did. I fucked up. Did I really fuck up? Well, kind of, sort of. But what I really did was I started living my life. And as I started to work through the guilt and the shame and all those different things, I realized that was another piece of me starting to realize there's times I'm going to shatter my life just to make that magic happen. Because with every big closet you step out of, there's magic that happens. You're going to shatter some stuff and you're going to shake up your life and you're going to shake up your freaking world. And I'm not kidding you. It's going to freaking happen. But when you do that, you're saying, I'm committed. I commit to stepping out of the fucking monotony of my life. You're saying this doesn't work for me any longer. This no longer can be a part of how I show up in the world. And you jump over the fears and you start to jump into the opportunity of being who the hell you're meant to be. I don't care if you're coming out of the closet, if you're becoming an entrepreneur, if you're saying this relationship no longer works for me, if you're standing on the scale and saying being 350 pounds is not who I want to be. You jump over the fears, you commit And you step into the opportunity because what you're doing is you're making room for some good shit to happen in your world. Why? Because you're trusting your intuition. You're allowing your intuition to guide you and to say, hey, this is who I am. This is how I'm supposed to be. This is what I know to be true for me. That doesn't mean you're a jerk. It doesn't mean you're flying the finger in somebody else's face. You're saying, hey, this is, this is who I am. This is my values. This is my beliefs. This is what I know that works for me. And go do you too, boo. The caveat always is, is as long as you're doing you, make sure it's not hurting other people, which could be a whole debate we could get into. But let's go that high level. Let's go from there first. Because you see, the more that you allow yourself to be in that space of commitment and to do it consistently, to be who you're meant to be, the more you'll start to build the amazing thing called confidence. Because the more confidence you have is coming from that step into the uncertainty where, oh, I figured it out. So now I feel better and I become more confident. And the uncertainty is where you begin to discover, ah, I do have some confidence because I can make it through this. Well, what else can I make it through? And then I go and step in again to the uncertainty and, oh, I learn about this. And then what do I do? Because you see the thing that's happening most of the time that keeps us from being confident is that crazy little con artist in our head telling us, you can't do that. But that same voice, flip it around 
And it says you can do that. Maybe not every time, but maybe you need to find the right way to do the thing you can do. And maybe you're just looking at it from the wrong angle, from the wrong perspective. Go ahead, stand on your head. Look at something from that different perspective. Close your eyes and dream a little bit. Let the perspective drive you to the space where the con artist shuts down and the cheerleader steps up and tells you, yes, you can do this. Because when you know you can do this and when you realize that confidence is showing and knowing who you are in the world and and being brave enough to step up to the plate and say, here's who I am and this is how the world needs me. Here's how I can have impact in the world. Here's how I can be who I want to be. And you let people see what's truly inside you. I gained so much confidence when I came out of the closet. I gained so much confidence when I got laid off. I gained so much confidence when I said, I'm going to do my own thing. But I honestly don't believe that any of that would have showed up for me had I not finally made the big step to step out of the closet and be truly who I was. Because once I did that, the confusion dissipated, the curiosity increased, the courage increased, the commitment to go do and be the thing I meant to be in the world helped me get to the confident place where I am. Now, I'm not saying this. I'm going to be real with y'all. I am not 100% confident all the time. In fact, there's some stuff going down right now in my world. I'm like, okay, we're going this way. I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to give it my best shot. But I'm kind of like the little kid standing on the edge of the theater, about to go on stage going, I don't know if I can do that kick step ball change stuff I used to do. See, I can't even say it because I've forgotten what's the, what's the rhythm there. But I have the confidence to believe that what I'm doing with this podcast And what I'm doing with my 40 plus gay men, gay talk podcast is helping somebody somewhere because I've allowed myself to realize consistency and showing up in the world as yourself is one of the key things to living your life uncloseted. When you consistently get high on you, like be high on who you are and the gifts you bring to the world. When you realize that that's part of how you heal yourself, whether it's healing yourself from believing you can't be an LGBTQ, non-conforming, plus, plus, whatever person in the world. When you start to heal from those wounds, when you heal from the fact that somebody says, oh, no, you're just supposed to be a stay-at-home wife, and that's all you're supposed to be, heal from that shit. Own it. Be that person in the world. Be that stay-at-home mom that, like, slays it. Heal from those people who told you, you'll never have a freaking podcast. Heal from those spaces where somebody says, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, oh, you want to be the starving artist? Heal from that. Because here's something that I learned that I consistently put into my world on a daily, daily basis. And I don't remember where I heard this, so I'm stealing it from somebody, but it's so true that hurt people hurt people. And healed people heal people. I'm not saying I'm hundred percent there, but I feel like I've healed so much and I continue to heal. I've continued to heal in every way, step and form. I healed over the past few months, some wounds that were wide open with my own family, because I know that when I heal, I can help heal others. But when I'm hurting, I can become a bitch in heels and hurt other people. And I know that. And I watch that. I listen to it. I try to be conscious of it. Again, I'm not freaking perfect, 
But I know that to be so true that when I consistently remember hurt people, hurt people and healed people, heal people, I can be so much better. But you can only get there by realizing your healing can heal others when you realize nothing about the truth of who you are has to match everybody else's expectations of who you are. In fact, when you commit to that, that you no longer have to live by everybody else's expectations, you will truly, truly be who you are meant to be in the world. And how do I know that to be true? Well, over the years of this podcast, I suddenly have seen that process I just took you through. That process of committing and consistently doing things. In fact, when you think about consistently just showing up in your world and you realize that nobody knows what's best for you than you, whether you're being curious or whether you're getting out of the confusion or you're, you're stepping into your courage or you're committing, when you consistently know that nobody knows what's best for you than you, and you consistently realize that life is a series of next steps and that you consistently choose to embrace uncertainty and you realize this is all happening for us, not against us. It's happening for us. Yes, that's a, a phrase I learned in my coaching world, but everything happens for us, not to us. That's when you start to realize, wait, I want to make sure. I want to make sure when my end of my life happens, even if it happens in a moment, that I don't leave room for last wishes. I want to have done what I can do. Nothing wrong with wishing for stuff, but do what you got to do. Be who you got to be. Come uncloseted and go live your life. Because I know for me, I don't want to cry because it's over. I want to laugh. I want to laugh and laugh and enjoy that it's all happened. Throughout the 500 episodes of this podcast, those six words, confusion, curiosity, courage, commitment, confidence, and consistency, even though they weren't there in that first episode when I started this, I'm like, whoa, this is pretty freaking amazing, dude. And no, I'm not high the way I just said that, but it is pretty freaking amazing to see that those words have played out in almost every story and interview that I have done. From the people I've interviewed who were last survivors of uh, Oklahoma City bombing to individuals who have no limbs. And they're teaching people how to kick and be scoring, winning football players. To the celebrities who showed up that like, hey, they've been on Queer as Folk or they've done amazing things and they bear their souls. To those individuals who shared what it means to like go through a cancer scare and possibly not sure they're going to make it. To all my guests who've shared their amazing stories, the backbone of confusion, curiosity courage, commitment, confidence, and consistency show up again and again and again. Whether it's somebody who came on the show and said, here's how you build your business and all the confusion that comes along with that. To those who've said, I lost a kid and I'm moving beyond. Doesn't mean they've forgotten. 
It just means, hey, this is the closet I had to come out of. Every life uncloseted story guides us to a place. In fact, I had to come out of the closet in this podcast live on the air to move from scripted, pent up, just, oh my God, he sounds like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing to relax into it and to be silly and say, okay, guess what? That happened. Oh yes, there was a dog barking in the back or there was a fire engine that drove by. I don't care because living your life uncloseted is not about it being perfect. It's about relishing the imperfections of life. Everything has changed throughout this podcast. Sometimes it's been twice a week. Other times it's been once a week. Sometimes it got put on hiatus because big boy here tripped and fell last year in 2021 and I couldn't do it. My wrist was broken. I could have, but I was like, I I don't need to push myself. All these things happen. There's been times I've completely screwed up and I've said things. Even as I recorded this one, I screwed up. It got edited out, but I screwed up. I fixed it. But sometimes I rolled with it, even in the screw-ups. I've even had guests that I've interviewed that never made the airwaves. And that hurt me because I'm like, I'm not Mr. Perfectionist. But suddenly it just wasn't a fit. So each step of the way, every step of the way is I brought this from the coming out lounge is where we started to 2017 when we really launched. And I thought this thing is bigger than just the LGBTQ community. And it wasn't because I wanted to walk away from my community. No, how, no way. That is still the backbone of this podcast. But as we moved into this thing that like, there's a bigger story. What is that bigger story? But there's a bigger story. The bigger story is that everybody has excuses and everybody has fears and faces those fears and everybody wants to live their life on their terms. They want to be unapologetic about how they show up in the world. Even as that new beginning started and I'm like, I want people to just live their life without apologies. I realized that confusion and curiosity and courage and commitment And confidence and consistency, once again, were showing up to come play in their arena with me. And as you think about those words, I want you to realize whatever your closet is, they're showing up for you right now. You're confused. You're curious. You you want the courage to go do it. You want to commit to being something more than you are. You wish you had the confidence to do it. And one day you're going to consistently show up as that. In fact, it reminded me that one day I was sneaking into the office right after lunch. I was coming up those back stairs because I didn't want anyone to see me. And suddenly as I hit the top stairs, I froze because my marketing guy was standing there and he said, Rick, where the hell have you been? I panicked because you see, I didn't want people to know what was going on. Everyone said I was that great guy. Oh, Rick, he's that loving husband. He's that super dad. He's super successful. He's got that big house in the burbs and and they're doing well. And he's always willing to help everyone. Because you see, everybody said, oh, Rick, he's a really great guy. But what they didn't know, I was lying. I was lying to every one of them. At age 19, I came out of the closet to my parents And immediately they marched me off to the pastor who was there to convince me that I wasn't gay. Well, (laughs) 
mom and dad, I hate to say it, obviously it didn't work, but the only thing I could do is he sat there trying to convince me that I wasn't gay. The only thing he was convincing me of was that he was really, really hot. And that's when I started to realize there was so much shame and lying and pretending to be who I was. And it continued. I met my wife. We fell in love or I guess what you'd call love. It was a form of love. We had two beautiful daughters, but my desire to be with a man, it truly never, ever went away. I would secretly meet guys in chat rooms on AOL, and then I would hook up with them on business trips or even in my own backyard at lunchtime. And here's the truth. The sex was just a release, but it actually wasn't very satisfying to me. It's just what guys like me did. And afterwards, I would feel so ashamed, not because I was gay, but because I was cheating and I felt like shit. And I knew in my own heart at that time that, okay, this is as good as it's going to get. This is how it's got to be. So as I stood there staring back at my assistant, my heart beating out of my chest going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I've been here before. I know what to do. And I said, yeah, I had a long lunch with a client about the London show. And he says, well, speaking of the London show, I'm swamped and I need you to help me get this done and this done and this done. Could you help me with the specs and the electrical and so on and so forth? So, of course, what do I say? Because I'm, you know, the great guy, the guy that jumps her idea. And even though I'm his boss, I'm like, sure. I say, of course I can, because that's what I do, because I'm a great guy. I'm a really great guy. I help everyone out so that I can hide my truth my shame and my secret. Now, honestly, I really wanted to come out, but I just couldn't. My fears were over the top. They were just super out of control. And in fact, my three biggest fears were one, I I believe my life would absolutely implode. I would lose my job. I was pretty sure I'd be broke and living in my car because I'd be paying alimony and child support. And that scared the crap out of me. I was also pretty certain that, you know, hey, this was the best it was ever going to get. Hook up, have some sex, crappy sex most of the time. There would be no love found because gay men don't find love. And so these would be my experiences, hooking up in hotel rooms or in some seedy places. And that's as good as it would get. But my biggest fear the one that scared me to death was that I would lose my girls. And for me, being a dad was everything to me. It's what I love and it's who I am. And it's the same to these days. But then two months later, I'm on that business trip in London. Yep. Still married to my wife. I'm lying in bed in a beautiful hotel suite. My legs are tangled up in sheets. My arms are wrapped around this amazingly handsome British dude. But this wasn't like those lunchtime hookups. My heart was once again beating, really beating, like, oh my gosh, it was beating out of my chest. It was strong and it was super empowering this go around. I'm tingling all over. I mean, I truly, I truly could feel like all the feels. 
but something was different because I was really calm, but yet I was also excited. And instead of having crappy sex, there was no sex at all that time. He and I were laying there talking. We'd been talking all night long. We were going deep. And I remember we were connecting on so many levels. And the more we talked, the more connected we got. And I got to know him and he got to know me. And when he'd say something, I'd hear myself laugh, like a really big, joyful laugh. And I can't even tell you the last time I'd felt like laughing in years. And it was at that moment for the very first time I realized I love myself. I love myself because I was being me. Now, don't get me wrong. I wasn't loving myself because all those bad things I was doing. I didn't love myself for cheating, for lying, all the stuff that was still bad. But I also realized that those bad things didn't define me. And even then, I realized that night, that was the night there was no sex. I fell in love and I fell apart. It's also when I realized that fears, our fears are only as alive as we'll let them have life. The more life we give to our fears, the more they take over. And in that moment that I kept saying, well, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't come out. I can't be that. I realized my can'ts were what was holding me hostage. Because you see my excuses and fears, if I didn't say I can't, then they would start to melt away. And in that moment, as I started to have that thought, I'm like, oh, this is crazy. But as those begin to melt away, my hopelessness started to turn into possibility. And I realized, I'm going to ask myself a couple of big questions here. If I can do, what can I do? And what can I do right now? And as you are sitting here thinking about this, I want you to think about what can you do right now? What is something you desire, something where you're stuck? It could be coming out of the closet. It could be leaving your job. It could be you're in your closet, wherever it's holding you back. What's something that you can do to change? And what's the next smallest steps you can take? Maybe you want to write a book. So write the first two pages. Maybe you want to start a podcast, find someone to interview. But I know you're sitting here thinking, that seems pretty easy, but my problem's super big, Rick. It's really big, like coming out to my wife or admitting I'm in debt up to my eyeballs or looking at somebody that I really care about and say, I don't know if I can do this, but what's the next best smallest step? Maybe you need to take that trip around the world. Maybe you need to quit your job. Maybe you need to leave that relationship. I want you to look at the list of reasons why you believe you can't do this. Lean into the confusion, the curiosity, the courage, the commitment, the confidence, the consistency. Start making those things come alive for you. And then here's three things I want you to do. I want you to list the reasons why you can't do it. I want you to pick the one that is easiest to tackle and the least frightening. And then I want you to do these three things. Number one, give yourself permission. Just give yourself permission to move forward, even one small step. Oh, and by the way, you don't need anybody else's approval. You only need your approval. The second thing I want you to do is really look at what are your values? What are your beliefs? What can you do? 
when you lean into your own values and beliefs around this thing you want to do. Not other people's values and beliefs, your values and beliefs. Ask yourself what value or belief do you need to change to fully, fully step into you. And the third thing is choose to give yourself the permission to choose to do it your way. Not how somebody else was doing it. Now you can lean into like some examples of that, but don't go, oh, I got to do this the way my mom and dad did or my best friend or that entrepreneur or this person who does great podcasts. Okay, take it in. Do the best thing you can. Even those of you who have read my book about how to come out of the closet, take what works for you. Frankly, my dear, I'm gay shares a lot of insights on how I did it, but take what works for you. Because you see what happened for me and the reason I know these things to be true is the moment that I gave myself permission to be me, which is the first one, I stepped up against all those odds without anyone's approval and I did it. Then when I realized, hey, there were values and beliefs that were like holding me back, everything from love, my values and beliefs about religion, about fatherhood, about success. When I started aligning what my values were around all those things, it became a lot easier. And finally, I chose to do things my way. I chose to work through my divorce in a way that would work for me. I chose to come out in ways and in places that work for me. I chose to be a gay parent the way that works for me. Because you see, in every way, I aligned everything with my values, not other people's. Now, <laughs> do not get me wrong. All of this that I'm sharing with you, it wasn't easy. It wasn't painless. But what I did learn, it also wasn't impossible. So do you remember those big fears that I talked about that I thought were impossible to get past? like living in my car and losing my job. Well, that didn't happen. I'm very lucky. I have a thriving coaching practice. I work for an amazing company as their lead coach. And all of that was because I faced my fears. I dumped my excuses. I've even spoke on some amazing stages in front of thousands of people because I gave myself permission and I'm now living my dream job. And then you remember that thing about, oh my gosh, I'm going to be stuck in a life of meaningless sex and no love and all that sort of stuff. Well, things didn't work out with the Brit, but I met someone so, so much more amazing. My wonderful husband, George, we've now been together 20 years. He came into my life when my children were very young. My youngest was like 18 months old. My oldest was like five and a half, almost six. He's been part of the equation. And we love each other, not to say we haven't had our bumpy rides along the way, but that belief that I was stuck in crappy, meaningless sex with no long, well, no love, I meant, that's not so true. And finally, if you remember my biggest fear, my biggest fear of all was losing my daughters. So here we are in 2022. They are grown up. They are 23 and 26. They are amazing, kick-ass young women. They don't take anybody's crap. They love themselves. They truly are themselves in the world, in their own space. And we do amazing stuff together. We have hung together. We've traveled together. We like a lot of the same things. We love to eat. We love wine. All this is something that's amazing that back in 1999, I did not did not think this was all going to be possible because I was closeted in a belief system that said, mm -mm, you're going to fuck it up. 
And I did along the way. I'm not going to say I didn't. There were moments I'm like, oh man, I've screwed that up. I've screwed that up. I've screwed that up. But what I want you to think about is I want you to listen to the excuses you're starting to make why you can't do something, whether that's coming out of the closet, starting a business, finding the love of your life, losing the weight, putting more money away, I, whatever it is. I want you to listen to the excuses that you're making and why you can't, because you're really good at doing that. I know I was the queen of making excuses myself, but here's what I learned from all my excuses, my fears, and most of all, being unfaithful to myself. The truth of who you are is far more powerful than the false truth you're pretending to be. So show the world who you are. No fears, no excuses, no apologies. Because for 500 freaking episodes, I've been showing the world who I am, the good, the bad, the ugly. I appreciate every one of you who's listened to me rant on and rave on and interview people. And even if you've made it to the end of this podcast, because we're going to wrap it up here momentarily, I want you to know that because I've allowed myself to be the truth of who I am, I've realized that it's so much more powerful than me being false and trying to conform and fit into somebody else's boxes that I no longer pretend. Maybe every once in a while, I'll pretend to like, hey, I'll go along with that. But I choose when I pretend to go along with things because I'm determined to show people who I am every step of the way. No fears, no excuses, no apologies. And I challenge you to go out into the world in your own way and be the truth of who you are, because it's going to be so much more powerful for you than pretending to be something that you are. And each day, wake up and say, today, I'm going to eliminate one fear. Today, I'm going to dump one excuse. And today, I'm going to take one small baby step closer, closer to living my life without apologies. Thank you so much for putting on your ear pods, for putting on your headsets, for however you listen to me. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I mean that sincerely. This is my joy factor is to be able to do Life Uncloseted, the podcast with you and for you. And thank you for being a listener. And thank you for helping me reach this amazing freaking 500th episode milestone. I can't tell you how excited I am. I, I'm having goosebumps as I'm saying those words. And it's because you keep tuning in. You keep sending me emails. You keep inspiring me. And there's a whole world out there that keeps inspiring me to go, oh, there's a life in closeted story. Oh, there's another person who's got a closet story. Oh, there's somebody who came out of the closets of their world to be exactly who they are. No fears, no excuses, and no apologies. Go out there and slay the world by showing them who you are. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end, and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves, and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change a life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, 
and stepping into living your life uncloseted.